This is Hello, You Darling Girl, a podcast for loving yourself, healing yourself, bonding yourself, and celebrating yourself. Let's see what we can learn to love, heal, and celebrate today. You ready? Let's talk. Hello, You Darling Girl. Welcome to today's episode, and thank you for being here. I'm your host, Shadara Gibson. I'm so excited about this week's episode because it's all about girlfriends. I'm going to talk about why we need them, how to spot the fake friends, and how to find your circle if you don't already have one. Last week, I mentioned how I was glad to have people in my life who helped me to see the things in me that I'm working on, and they're gently staring me in directions to see things differently and to help me heal. And I mentioned at some point in that episode, I mentioned at some point I would do another episode on how important having a good circle is to you. And well, why not right now, right? (laughs) So here it is. And I'll start by saying that women are intuitive by nature and your best friend probably knows you better than any other human on the planet. As a matter of fact, Before I told anyone about my husband leaving me, I had sent something to my best friend from California to Kentucky in a text message, and she said she told her husband right away, something's wrong. Something's going on with her. It was just a picture that I didn't even know relate anything at all, but she said she could tell right away something had happened and that I was struggling with it just from that photo. And reaching out to my friends was the one thing that helped keep my head above water when all of this went down. They kept me from drowning. And that's what girlfriends do. Females, we have banded together throughout time to pitch in and make each other's lives better. We take care of each other's kids. We help each other figure out answers to our toughest problems. We nurse each other back to health. We keep each other's secrets. And we get upset on your behalf when you've been wronged by someone. We deeply rely on these friendships with other women. These friendships are comforting to us. They boost our confidence and buffer our hardships. And through laughter and tears, we have each other's backs. Our circle of females is so powerful. It's such a powerful thing. So powerful, in fact, that it could be literally saving our lives. We may be very much so keeping each other well. In 2021, the Beckman Institute for Advanced Science and Technology did a study, and researchers found that communicating with female friends decreases our stress hormone levels. And studies have also shown that your close female friendships, they boost your immunity and promote a stronger mental health. And it's also been thought that a wide variety of satisfying contacts with friends can possibly protect from the effects of dementia, making that brain connection stronger. And I'm over here just thinking, now hear me out, if all of this does apply toward the benefit of our health and longevity, that would mean our girls not out is preventative care, right? And if so, we might ought to be able to... to, you know, count our happy hours on our insurance, right? (laughs) So I low-key may be wasting some time going on Google to see how I might possibly be able to present this for consideration to 
whatever group of people who make these kind of decisions. But in the meantime, I want to stress again that we thrive on these close bonds with other women. A community of ladies picked by you throughout life at different stages and ages and geographical locations who accept you totally and fully, who you can confide in and not be judged. There are ladies who you spill your guts to in complete honesty. Girlfriends, they just get us. They know our quirks and we tell them our most intimate secrets and rest assured they know all of our family drama and we can share our concerns about things we don't talk to other people about like our sex lives our relationships we can vent about work to them and our difficulties we face in parenting who else are we going to trash talk our kids to when we've had a bad day with them right I remember one time my friend said her daughter was being a dick all day. (laughs) Now, we all know she didn't think her daughter was a dick, and we knew she would never tell her daughter she was a dick, but she could tell us her daughter was being a dick, (laughs) and we got it, because all of our kids have been dicks at some point, right? We understand each other, and we validate each other's feelings, and we not only share our beauty tips, but We share our menstrual cycles and even our bowel movements. Like, I talk to my girlfriends about poop about as much as I do my periods. We don't, or we don't as comfortably discuss these things with our spouses or coworkers, romantic partners, right? If we discuss it with them at all. I mean, I'm a pretty shareable person, but the poop emoji is in my group text with my girlfriends, Sarah and Amelia, at least once a week. (laughs) Maybe more. As a matter of fact... My friend Bernadette was just texting me before I started recording this, so I tried to FaceTime her real quick instead of texting back, and her response her response to me was, I may or may not be pooping, I swear to God. And let me just say that that girl and I know more about each other's bowel movements. We were both struggling with hormonal issues at the same time that were greatly affecting our digestive system, and... I knew more about her bowel movements than I knew about my own child's bowel movements. I'm not even kidding. I'm pretty sure we even sent some pictures. That might be embarrassing, but there it is. I said what I said. I would die before I sent poop pics to my romantic partner, right? Like, there's no way in hell that's ever happening. And I don't want him sending me any poop pics either, so touche. But somehow, we as girlfriends were okay with that whole show me yours, I'll show you mine (laughs) poop scenario. Girlfriends, I'm telling you. So my point is we bear our souls and more to our female friends. They are our emotional support system. And we talk about things with them that we can't or won't with anyone else. Even when feelings are talked about, we are more likely to do that with our girlfriends than with our husbands or partners. Women are just more open to discussing feelings and emotions than men are. And that leads me to oxytocin. Let's talk about that. It's a hormone found in both men and women, and it's been nicknamed the love hormone or the feel-good hormone because of that warm, fuzzy, calming feeling it gives when, when when the levels are elevated. And in women, it's strongly increased after childbirth and while nursing, and get this, when spending time with their girlfriends. 
I'm sure it's elevated when they're with their lover as well, but you get the point. Our girlfriends make us feel good. As a matter of fact, I read that in times of isolation or great stress, and when it mixes with estrogen, it makes women reach out to other women. It makes us have that desire for that connection with other females. And high levels of oxytocin can lower the stress effects that can lead to chronic disease. And higher levels also have been shown um, to make us heal faster. So my circle is good for me and your circle is good for you. So good for us, listen to this, that studies have also shown, as I found in an article by Melissa Healy on the Seattle Times website, that men rely more on their spouse to ward off health effects of loneliness and that married men are markedly healthier and live longer than bachelors or widows. But married women are only slightly better off than unmarried women or widows when it comes to health and social support. And she said researchers attribute this to women's greater reliance on friendships outside of the marriage. And it makes them more resilient than men. And that this may be why women have a higher life expectancy. And that they also suffer from fewer cases of heart disease. And as if all this were not enough to make you find a priceless value in a female circle, the University of Oxford found in 2016 that people with more friends have a higher pain tolerance. In fact, according to research, pain-relieving endorphins released while spending time with friends rivals the strongest prescription pain medication. What? That's insane! We definitely need to be pitching this to insurance companies. I'm kidding. I'm probably not kidding. But regardless, I value my friends. I value them more than anything. Just look at what we have in these girls, in our women, in our circle. These are friendships we should nurture throughout time. Unwavering love and gratitude for the women in our lives. They're like free therapists and we can drink wine with them. Come on. I'm in a daily back and forth chat with two of my girlfriends from San Diego, Sarah and Amelia. I don't know what I would do without my daily dose of them. We are over 2,000 miles apart, but we get to communicate all day, every day. We get to bitch about work, laugh at things our kids did, complain about cramps. (laughs) We brag on a spouse or our partner and admit something we probably haven't told anyone else. We support each other. If if we're trying to work out or make each other feel better if we failed, we send pictures of our food. <laughs> we confess to all the bad things we ate when we were trying to do better that day. We fuss about our bad days or sleepless nights and we celebrate when good things happen and we have drinks together at the same time and we do Peloton rides together all these miles apart. We'll be doing the same workout at the same time. And Sometimes we cry with each other, but most of the time we're laughing with each other. Even in the bad times, we're laughing at those bad times. And don't get it twisted. We still talk about poop and periods. (laughs) But my friends, they're an absolute godsend. They know me and they get me and they accept me. And I'm so fortunate to have them. 
Not long after I moved to Kentucky after leaving California before my divorce was final, I accidentally clicked on something and it, I swear to God, it was an accident. Um, the outcome was an accident. I clicked on, clicked on something during one of my moping sessions that led me to unpreparedly find the woman my husband had left me for. Trust me, I did not want to know anything about this woman. I didn't know, want to know what she looked like. I didn't want to know her name, but like one click and there she was, all of it. I knew everything, what she looked like, what her name was, all of it. I have not since gone back for a second look, but that moment froze me in that trauma. I was unprepared for it. I was so heartbroken all over again. And I had resigned myself to an idea and just crying myself to sleep, you know, and before I went to bed, I text my, my best friend, I text her three words. It said, I found her. And she texts back and said, who? And before I could even respond, her next text was, oh, I'll be right there. <laughs> and I text her back that it was okay. I was just going to go to bed and cry myself to sleep and that I'd be all right. And the next text I got was, I'm here, open the door. <laughs> so I opened the door to my tiny little best friend with two pints of ice cream and a bottle of wine in her hand. And we drank that wine plus some of my own. There was no stopping at one bottle that night. It was definitely a two bottle night for sure. And while I cried and ate ice cream, <laughs> she flipped through all of this girl's social media pictures doing what a best friend does, trashing her verbally to me to make me feel better about myself. <laughs> and we didn't message the girl or harass her or anything. She nor my ex-husband know that I even made this discovery. But let me be clear on that. We did not say anything to this person or harass her. Um, but she did tell me how ugly this girl's dress was and you know what the hell was she thinking with those shoes and oh she's using a filter there for sure oh my god she's so fake you know the kind of things a, a best friend does to make you feel better and don't get me wrong she had already done that to with me about my husband so we don't just blame the girl here but I had already decided that I was going to bed and cry it out but she just manifested at my front door with feel good food and alcoholic beverages and help me process through it. And I did feel better going to bed that night than what I would have done if I cried myself to sleep. And I've been blessed with some of the best friends a girl could ask for. I truly don't know what I did to deserve these women. And if you don't have a circle, I want to take this time to nudge you toward a community of women who will support you and nurture you when you need it. And that's also why I wanted to create this podcast so you can feel loved on, supported, validated, and held, regardless of whether you have a circle or not. We can be a circle right here, a safe place to feel and if you don't have that circle and you want to build one or add to the one you have, here are some ways that you can get yourself out there. Maybe meet your new besties. I met my friend Katie in yoga class about 20 years ago. We started talking one day and the next we were having a happy hour. And the next thing I know, it's all these years later and she's like a sister to me. Her family is my family and my family is hers. 
So going to the gym, taking classes, attending church social functions, these are all ways I've known women to meet their best friends and sometimes even their spouses. And if you want to meet people with similar interests as you, you could volunteer for a charity you're passionate about, like the Humane Society, an animal shelter, or a nursing home or hospital, for example. And you can also try connecting with people you may already know. Invite parents of your kids' classmates over for a play date. You can host a cookout with your neighbors. One of my greatest friends, Sam, I met at a neighborhood function. She was dating my neighbor, also named Sam, and she and I hit it off. Soon we were having what we called Thirsty Thursdays, where she would cook because she was so good in the kitchen. That girl, mm, she could put some food together. And we would have wine on Thursdays. And since we also shared a loose leaf tea addiction, we had Tasty Tuesdays, where we did the same thing on Tuesday, but with herbal teas. And all these years later, she um, is still my friend, and I love her so much. And don't be afraid to make the first move. You can get into practice of this by, you know, when you're at the grocery store, say hi to somebody in, in the checkout line or find something. To, you can start with saying hello, but if you can find another way to start a conversation, um, you can do this on the subway or in line at Starbucks. Just take that first step and see what happens. See how it feels like it'll help you to start get out, you know, getting comfortable with approaching people in, in social settings. And that's how Katie and I met in yoga class, right? One of us, and I don't remember which one, one of us had to say hello to the other one before or after class, right? So this is how you meet people. There are groups on meetup.com. If you haven't heard of it, it's uh, just a group where there are already groups together and you can join them and you will get invites to events that they do and and such. Most of those are on a regular basis. They're re- reoccurring. And um, you can meet people with those groups. If you don't see a group that interests you, create your own. People will come. I met a woman who moved to a new city and couldn't find a meetup group that excited her. And she wanted to make friends with similar interests. So she created her own meetup group. And that's how she met most of her friends. You just go online to meetup.com and there you go. I'm in a local women's Facebook group and I see women on there all the time posting new to the area need friends, you know, who wants to be my friend and it's cute. And, and, you know, you'll see people say, I just sent you a friend's request or, you know, I'm doing this on Wednesday. Would you like to come to that? And I see people making connections on there all the time. And you can do those kind of things. You can join a book club. I love a good book club. Books are my jam. I love me some books. You can take uh, dance classes like this belly dance class that I'm taking. The women in there are so fun. We have such a good time. And, you know, we invite each other out now. Like if some one of the girls is in a band and she'll be like, oh, we're playing here. You guys should come. Or, you know, one of the girls was celebrating her birthday. Oh, we're going to be here for my birthday. You should come. And oh, we're going here for happy hour. You all should come. So it has been a way for several of the women in there to connect. And uh, they are so much fun. And there's um, a few in there that I've bonded with as well. So friendship connections, they are so sought after that even Bumble 
has a best friends app. You know, that's the dating app Bumble. I don't know. I've never used it, but uh, you know, I've heard people talk about it, but they have a best friends version where you literally sweep left and right to meet your best friend. That's amazing. And coincidentally, while I was doing this episode, one of my friends who I met as a client, she also moved to Kentucky from San Diego, small world. She called me to tell me about a group of ladies she had met that day who get together and do adventures and ended up at her farm doing alpaca yoga. She has an alpaca farm and she hosts this yoga every Saturday morning in a field of alpacas and it's the most magical thing ever. And this group came and they were having such a good time together and she was like, oh, you guys, you guys seem to be having so much fun. I I need to join this group. And they told her some of the ladies had just met that morning. So this is how you make these connections. I I was telling her about how I was just in the middle of putting together this episode and it was on the subject of meeting people. And she and I talked about how hard it is to put yourself out there, especially since my friend is a self-claimed introvert and I'm a total extrovert, but we both thought the connections are so worth that temporary discomfort of just, just putting yourself out there to meet these people and to have fun. Pushing past that discomfort can literally change your life and get you a best friend. And while I'm here telling you, make friends, make friends, make friends, I want to stress that it's not just the quantity of friends, but the quality of those friendships that are so valuable. That's the important part. And don't be so thirsty for a best friend that you ignore the red flags in friendship. There are red flags in friendships, just like there are in romantic relationships. Sometimes it takes a while to see them, just like in a romantic relationship, And if you're still trying to establish your boundaries and you're going through a healing and uh, developing that self-love for yourself, it can be tricky to notice them. Here are maybe a few of those red flags. If it feels one-sided and you're always reaching out to them first, perhaps that won't be a fulfilling friendship for you. If you can't be yourself around them, bye. You will meet your tribe girl. And if they only come around when they want something, Friendships are give and take, just like relationships. Same goes for if they only want to talk about themselves and their problems and they never listen to you or yours. No, thank you. And if being around them leaves you feeling worse or bad about yourself in general, move on. I've had friends like this and it didn't make them bad people, but our lifestyles were different and nights out with them were an old version of me that I didn't know any longer. I didn't want to be any longer. So in order for me to grow and heal, I had to put that distance in place. And if you find a friend who lies to you or is always competing with you or pressures you to do things you don't want to do, that's not good either. If they're always gossiping or talking about all their other friends, then sis, they are gossiping and saying bad things about you too. I hate to break it to you. It's one thing if another friend did something that hurt them or upset them and they're venting that to you, but it's a whole other story if they are just trash talking this friend on a daily basis to you. They are absolutely doing the same thing to you. If they try to belittle you or talk down to you or if they don't support you or celebrate your successes, not your friend. 
I had a friend one time who got mad at me if I did something without her and she would never talk to me about it, but would gossip about me to the entire neighborhood. It was exhausting. It was exhausting trying to figure out why she was mad at me, what I did or how I was going to fix it. And you don't need friends like that either. And if these friendships are friendships you've had already, maybe for a long time, and, you know, they're doing things that are upsetting you, but you truly value and love this person, then they're worth the effort to try and talk to them about it. They continue to do these things, then you can part your ways, but maybe they don't realize how they are making you feel. And just like in relationships, you should be able to have healthy conversations about your concerns and feelings. But if you do address it and they continue to do these things, girl, just go. You will find your people. It has taken me almost five decades to find my tribe. And I wouldn't trade a single one of them for anyone. Some of them have been with me for 20 plus years. And I'm still adding to that circle. I made a close friend since I moved back to Kentucky. Her name is Gretchen. And she is as real as it gets. So you see, your circle could be as small or as big around as you want it. And links from it can be taken out and strengthened by another as time goes on. Or, you know, just leave that link out altogether. There are no rules in how you construct your circle. Just pay attention to the ones you have in there. And make sure they are there for you. You will know who isn't. And possibly you will know because that person probably came to your mind while you were listening to this episode. But it all comes down to... How do you feel around this person? Friendships are the backbone of our support system. They give us an outlet. Their bonds give us greater emotional and mental strength. There's a power in having girlfriends, and it is so worth putting yourself out there to find them. And it's worthy of our dedication and loyalty to nurture those. If you have a strong tribe, or a magnificent bestie like me, or if you're still on the search, still trying to assemble your circle, I'm so happy for you. And I can't wait to hear all about it. Well, my darling girls, that's all I have to talk about today. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to share your story or what has worked for you or your tips on how you thrive in self-love, or if there's a topic you would like for us to get into, send me an email at hellouyoudarlinggirl at gmail.com. And if you haven't yet done so, please go subscribe and review and share this podcast with a friend who you think would enjoy our conversations. Now, go and discover something new to love about you and then go out and love on the rest of the world. See you next time.